lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning. This is Step Right with Lynn. We're here today to empower you to manage your financial resources for the benefit of yourself, your family, and the greater community. Remember, we're here to help, so please feel free to join the online chat today, call in with your questions and comments, or email me at lynn at stepright.ca, that's L-Y-N-N, at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T, dot C-A. Before I tell you about the show today, I'd like to tell you about an opportunity to make a contribution to a great cause. Uh, my fellow soprano in the Rainbow Chorus of Waterloo Wellington, Shauna Craig, completed the Boston Marathon last weekend. Uh, Shauna is running to draw attention to the challenges faced by athletes over the past year, uh, notably the 2013 bombings at the Boston Marathon and the repressive politics revealed uh, by the Sochi Olympics. Uh, Shauna invites you to donate to the Rainbow Chorus of Waterloo Wellington, and you can do this by going to the website www.rainbowchorus.ca. Uh, any, any donation is tax deductible. Um, if you'd prefer to support the choir by coming to our next concert, that will be Saturday, May 3rd. The information for that is also available on the website, www.rainbowchorus.ca, or send me an email, lynn at stepright.ca. So, <clears throat> our topic today is Make Your Giving Matter to You, and our guest is Anne McKay. Giving is a wonderful thing, and there are certainly a beautiful array of terrific charities addressing so many issues. So many of us feel compelled to give, sometimes out of a sense of guilt. Anne is interested in encouraging people to give to issues that have great impact for them, in whatever area has true meaning for them. As a donor once said to her, my mom always said, give until you feel proud. So Anne and I will talk about how you will find out what makes you proud. Uh, Anne McKay is owner of Anne McKay Consulting. She is a dynamic leader who has garnered the respect of senior strategists within business, charitable, and non-sector, uh, non-profit sectors. Uh, her expertise has been honed over the past 25 years in the areas of relationship building and assisting organizations in realizing their goals. Anne is known for her eagerness to uncover the excellence inherent in all organizations as they tackle the challenges facing them. She has been a valued contributor to the United Way of Canada, supporting United Ways in communities and at the national level. Anne has been privileged to spend time with the Canadian Cancer Society, the Arthritis Society, the United Way of Kitchener-Waterloo and Area, and the Alzheimer's Society. In 2009, Anne decided to devote her time as a consultant in assisting organizations and communities across Canada in building their capacity to achieve success. She really appreciates the opportunity to learn from every organization she encounters, whether large or small. As a consultant and workshop leader, she has worked with organizations from PEI to Yellowknife. 
as a volunteer and has participated both locally and nationally in the development of the Canadian Association of Gift Planners, having served as communication chair and board member and membership chair. She's a founding member of the Waterloo Region Fundraising Executives. She's a member of the Program Advisory Committee for Conestoga College's Business Administration Program and is currently on the Conestoga Alumni Council and joins with other local volunteers as a Grants Committee member with the Guelph Community Foundation and serves as a board chair for the Guelph Public Library. And has a huge fondness for visual art. She has had her own gallery project in Guelph, Odumas Gallery, and continues to make connections for Canadian artists. While people and groups may call Anne about fundraising, she is really most interested in how charities can find ways to make giving a joyful experience for everyone involved. Welcome, Anne, to the Step Right with Lynn. Thank you so much, Lynn. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes, it's wonderful to have you with us this morning. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the path that brought you into doing the kind of work that you're doing now? Sure. I, I think like lots of people, I sort of tumbled into it. Um, when I finished studying business, I remember thinking, I have a choice about whether I go into the nonprofit sector, particularly at that time the arts, and help them be a little more business-like, or do I go into the business world and help them be more um, relaxed and loose? And so uh, I, I went to an, a provincial gathering of all the arts councils in Ontario. I thought that's where you'd find out these kinds of things, and spent three days with these amazing people, and at the end of the weekend, they were all saying, so are you going to work in the arts? And at the time, I said, I, I can't. I, you guys just don't pay enough money. But I'm happy to volunteer. And uh, there was a wonderful woman standing at my elbow who said, all right, dear, come along with me. And she got me involved in fundraising. We, I was on the team to help raise money for the Performing Arts Center in Guelph, which became the River Run. And I had the privilege of working with incredible people in the community, elder statesmen and women, who said really thoughtful things like, don't take more than your fair share, or if this project is a little controversial, you have to honor everyone and, and make sure you hear all points of view. So it was it, it was pure happenstance. And then I found out I just loved it. I loved connecting people with dreams that really mattered to them. And then it went on from there. Wow, that's wonderful. So what do you actually do with your clients, Anne? Uh, I, I would say the big thing is help them relax. A lot of the people I work with are um, charitable groups, and, and I tease them and say, normally people call me when they're sort of hyperventilating, saying we, can't, we have to start asking for money, and, and we don't know how to do it, and we're really nervous. I think, well... I can't understand why folks who are hyperventilating aren't raising money. <laughs> and, and you really try to help them just relax. And when we talk about the the goal is to really listen to the people in front of you and find out what matters to them so that if your values align with that potential donor, it's an act of service. It's not a predatory act. You don't want to be hunting people down. Um, years ago, one of the 
lovely philanthropists in Kitchener-Waterloo said to me, you know, Anne, sometimes I really resent being treated like a wallet with legs. I always remember that, that you, this is about um, how can we serve. It's it's not about um, making people feel chaste. So that's the big thing is helping people to relax. And then if it's from the donor side, helping them think about what really matters to you. Have you identified that? You know, do you want something that has an impact right now or in the future? Is it something that offers um, a remedy to a problem? Is it something that brings joy to the community? Whatever it is that that um, really matters. So a lot of it is asking people questions and then just listening to things tumble out of them. Yeah, that does seem like a different approach to me. Um, in that you're trying to give the donor what they want. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And but rather and rather than saying this is the organization and this is what the organization wants, you're saying um, that you want to give the donor what what they want. Yes. From yeah. from, from the ex from the experience and the and what they want to accomplish. Yes, and that's a really good point from the experience because that colors so much of how donors feel about their giving. It's not just the charity. It's um, how are we treated? You know, mm -hmm. did we did we meet amazing people? Um, um, did were my wishes honored? Some people want to be very very private about their giving, and some people want to be more public and set a set a model for others to follow. And and you really need to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Although so, I, I I go ahead. Okay. So you 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 sound like fundraising um is really something special and and making donations, you're making um you know, the, the donation very special as well. Um that's not how everyone feels about it. So can you tell us why or how you came about um working working from it uh working on it from this angle? Yeah. I think it was donors who taught me when when um I learned to shut up a little bit because <laughs> I was eager and you feel so strongly about your own charity that you want to do all the talking but it's it's really a conversation and when you can talk a little bit and ask some questions and then see people's faces light up you think oh, they they have something to tell me I need to to listen whether it's how this issue touched their family, or um, how much joy it's brought them. We really have that chance to kind of bear witness. And, and that happens when you're talking about large gifts or when you're talking about somebody who's um, knit an afghan and given it to a women's shelter. I mean, there are all sorts of stories. So that chance to to hear those things are, are so important. Um, and and I also see for some people, we don't always have as much control over our lives as we'd like. You know, our our workplaces change. Sometimes um, government changes. I see charitable giving as one of the ways people can vote. Mm. And so you really want to honor that intention. And are we the? Is this the right charity for them to vote for to accomplish what they want to see happen in the community? So it's it's. It gets really fun. And and also mm -hmm. seeing people who are so excited 
about their gift that they get kind of teary. That's amazing. There's a wonderful fellow in Canada called Ken Wyman, brilliant fundraising teacher who also teaches for UNESCO internationally. And uh, he talked about the the um, charities are the invisible thread between a donor and the ultimate user of the service. And our job is to shorten that thread. So part of it is bringing the the um, ultimate user of the service closer to that donor. But I think it's also about helping the the organization understand the the special longing that this person has had in making an investment in you, whether it's arts or environment or multicultural or a house of faith. Those are important relationships to honor. It really mm-hmm. is fun. So it's it's really starting from the reason they give. Even when you talked about the person who knits an afghan, there's a reason they've done that. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, so the so giving them importance to the reason that that they give um and then and then um I guess they really want to be understood by the organization as well. Mhm. Yep, and and many organizations look at ways to share those stories because they're they're powerful both for other people who might be interested in the organization. They're also important for volunteers and staff because it reminds them people believe in us. I remember hearing um, one of the executive directors when I worked with United Way saying, you know, when things get hard, I think about all these donors standing behind me. So it it's really powerful to keep us fueled up and and continuing on because you know every day isn't a great day and mm-hmm. and knowing you have those supporters is just huge. So then your donors actually become part of a family as opposed to just folks who write a check. Mm, for sure. You, know, you want it to have a deeper meaning. Although some people would like to write a check and and that's it. Others really want um, an organization to be part of their community, and that's great too. Whatever they would like is okay. Yes. So on that, um, people believe in us. We will leave on that note. We'll go to break um, right now, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about an offer that Anne is making to our listeners today. a contribution that you dream of making. In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. 
This is Step Right with Lynn. We'd love to have you join us in the conversation today. Uh, you can call us, join the online chat, or email me at lynn at stepright.ca. The show today is called Making Your Giving Matter to You. I'm speaking with Anne McKay. She's been encouraging us to really consider uh, the reasons to give, and if we're a um, if we are working on the other side um, and looking to raise money, uh, to really consider the reason that that people give and making their intentions uh, a part of uh, the whole process. Um, th- and this would be a good time to tell people about the offer that you're making to our listeners today. Sure. Uh- I I um, have made it possible if anyone would like an hour of time to just talk about their own giving and how they might like to do it, I would be delighted to talk with them, possibly around not only what they're interested in, but what charities are available in their area to do that kind of work, whether they're interested in issues locally or nationally or internationally. It's re- It's a really fun conversation to have with people. Mhm. Mhm. Um and, and I should say whether they want to make that decision for themselves or if it's a family decision. That's always a really interesting one to include children in that. Mhm. Mhm. Or 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 whichever two generations or or more. Sure. Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have yeah. to say that I loved the the um piece you mentioned at the top of Sean and Craig's support. That's fantastic that the the marathon and um and the issues in the Soviet Union really made a difference to her and that's where she wants to do some work. I think that's fantastic. That's what that's what um giving should feel like. Really mm-hmm. personal. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a, a, as an athlete, you're right. It is it is very um you know, she has had some very very strong feelings about different marathons that she's been in and so yeah. um you know so so boston did uh boston certainly affected her and and also yeah. thinking about the athletes and uh for the olympics too yeah yeah that really powerful and that probably makes her feel great to to do something mhm yeah mm-hmm. well and it's it's a matter for for conversation too right it it keeps yeah. us all talking about these things too yeah so, absolutely so it's that's all part of her um you know, part of what she's giving there is is more more thought mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and even even as you said, keeping that issue up in conversation, alive in conversation. That's that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Anne, you've been told to you've been known to say um, that giving is fun. <laughs> what what can make giving fun? <laughs> Well, I think finding a um you know uh, there's a great phrase that we all use these days more and more is finding your tribe. Mhm. Um I I'll use a friend as an example who had asked if if I would help her find a charity for her small business. And um she's very health focused. She's just a fabulous person to be around. And um we talked about um food banks and and you know issues around health so we looked at how did she want to be involved did she want to just write a check in her case she was talking about i want to have a partnership where i might be able to involve my clients if they would like 
and mm-hmm. I would like to be involved as a volunteer. So we started looking across the community at organizations that might be able to accommodate her. And it was a little like uh, Goldilocks, you know, this was just a little too cold and this was just a little too hot. <laughs> and we, we finally found an organization for her. And it's been really amazing that not only was she able to give to an organization that mattered to her, they brought her in as a volunteer. And she's been able to talk about um, health approaches for some of the clients that these that this organization works for. And what she's found is that it's a whole new community that has meaning and learning to share with her. So her life got bigger. And I think she would be the first one to say that. And she really feels like she's getting more than she's giving. And that's a wonderful experience to watch somebody go through that and ask all those questions. You know, do you want to talk to them once a year? Do you want to talk to them once a week? What kind of response do you want to have? And I knew that it was the right fit for her when she had said, I'm just starting my business, so my gifts will be pretty modest at the beginning. When I spoke to their fundraiser, she said, that doesn't matter to us. If if she believes in the work we are doing, she's welcome here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, figuring out that her intention was honored as much as her money. So that's, that's really well, fun to see that. Well, and, and uh, the influence can reach out to others as well. You know, her oh, her giving absolutely. may grow, um, but certainly her intention. I'm sure she's spoken a lot about that organization to others as well. Absolutely, right? there's a, there's a, there's huge potential there as well for uh, for somebody that's enthusiastic. You know that uh, that can make a big difference too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and she's and she's so proud of how she's been treated. You're right. She does tell other other people and includes them in events. And I also notice that she's been so appreciative of how the staff have treated her that she watches out for them as well. And that's that's a powerful thing because sometimes we think that it's all sort of one directional that we take care of donors, but she watches out to, you know, make sure that they're acknowledged and respected. So hopefully it feeds that organization in a number of ways. Mhm. Mhm. Um so are there are there other ways that you see people giving in ways that that make it extra meaningful for them um like that person? Yes. Like think folks who think about what's touched their lives. So um certainly when you see people giving to say Sick Kids Hospital in in any community that's because often they that issue has touched their family and they want to make it better for other families. I mm-hmm. think um uh, yeah, you want to see people giggle when they're talking about the organization. I mean, that's a more serious issue, but talking about how their children were treated when they were in hospital or um, when I hear people talk about their house of faith. You know, this is where somebody was christened or had um, a bar mitzvah. You know, whatever powerful moments you've had, those can also be connected to your giving. So right. So those are about, those are the kinds of things for people to watch for in order to absolutely. to find the charities that are special for them. Yeah. Yep. So I would probably start with what issue matters to you, 
and then is there a charity that accomplishes that? Sometimes the two are easily tied together, but sometimes it's a separate piece. And as you said, it's it's so easy these days to be rushing so quickly to get things done, and we we miss taking time to sort of um, honor those moments that are really powerful in our lives and think, oh, okay, can I can I do anything to make that moment happen for someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say, you know, once they've determined the issue, there may be more than one organization that that maybe fits with that issue, and maybe one organization is a better fit uh, sure. for that donor than others, too. Yep, yep yeah. that's right. And, and, you know, there are tendencies from folks who do fundraising, and it's just because we appreciate donors so much. We tend to refer to them as our donors, but the reality is people have very big hearts, and most donors are giving to more than one place, and we do know that. But we just kind of hold them close in our hearts, and we think they feel the same way too. And it's a, it's a wonderful um, exercise to talk to people about all the places they give and why they matter. It, it's a really interesting sort of unfurling of someone's life story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a real relationship is what you're talking about. Yes, yes. And and real relationships happen when you just spend a few minutes with each other or when you spend hours together. It, they're still relationships, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so what other questions should people ask themselves when they're thinking about um, – you know what what are the important things that they would yeah. want to to give their charitable do- dollars to yeah well I, one question i would ask are what matters to you and to the people you love um have there been you know powerful um experiences that you've had i remember talking to one woman and helping her with her charitable giving and and saying your husband had a kidney transplant a couple of years ago, and I don't see anything on this list about that. And it was it was a very difficult process because he was an older gentleman, and that was, it was tough. And once we figured that out, she decided to give to an organization that taught doctors how to ask for um, organ donations. And that's a tough conversation wow. for any doctor to have. But, but it, it had been so powerful for her that, it made sense to say, let's make sure this is included on your list. So wow. powerful moments. Yeah, it was it was a it was a mm-hmm. real aha for both of us to say, you've had this amazing life. What are what are times that have been important? Um, mm-hmm. I I think times when people have been really proud. You know, was there something? And it could be something nutty, like they did outward bound after an illness, and and it it made a big difference to them. Well, maybe there's a scholarship to send other people who might not be able to afford it. You know, just thinking, like, if a big moment in your life was repelling down a cliff, (laughs) think Mm -hmm. of that euphoria when you accomplish something you didn't think you could do, and and what would that mean to someone else? So, you know, it can, those ideas can be, buried anywhere in our in our um, past. I think also about sometimes when we're feeling insecure, we think, what would what would we like people to think about us? And sometimes that's a um, a spark for giving. But I think sometimes 
I would ask people to say, what would you like to think about yourself? When you Mm -hmm. think about how you participate in the world, what would make you proud? And is it... Is it helping someone out when it's uh, when they've had a tough time? Is it protecting forests for the ecosystem? Is it um, making places for people with different opinions to come and learn about each other? There are so many ways we can do that, and and you know, figuring out what makes you proud of yourself. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that that's yeah. very that's very powerful, I, I think. More than what would you like other people to think about yourself, but what would you like to think about yourself? That's that's yeah. very, very powerful. Yeah, and it's such a powerful example to people around you too. You know, it's it's easy to say, Well, this gift will get lots of profile and people will think highly of you and and um sort of saying, Well, let me just think of what, what really does matter to me. And we don't mm-hmm. often take take time to do that. But no, that's for fun. sure. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes well, the things it, we're we're proud of are small. They don't have to be big, yeah. loud things. Yeah. Yeah, because it all works together for the for the benefit of everyone. I think this is other. Um, not that there's a good time to take a break because uh, <laughs> we're we're really interested in the topic, but we're going to go to break again now, um, and we'll look forward to speaking more after the break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Make your giving matter to you. This is part of Step Right with Lynn. Anne McKay has been uh, telling us how to determine uh, what issues are really important to us um, so that we can really have a joyful experience um, in our giving. Um, Anne, so, you know, part of what we would like to know is, you know, there is this connection with with the families and the generations how can we talk to children about charitable giving sure uh, um, uh, when i was thinking about chatting with you i was remembering when i was a kid i i grew up on a farm and we part of the farm was dedicated to a little sweet corn patch that we sold to the public and at the end of one summer, my parents said, well, we have some money left over, and we'd like to give it to charity. 
why don't you each come forward and make a suggestion about where you think it should go. Really a very empowering thing to do for little kids. So my brothers and I each brought forward our ideas and made our pitch. I don't even remember who we gave it to, but I remember thinking, wow, I get to have a say in where this money goes. It it was mm-hmm. really amazing. And so I think talking to your kids about charitable giving is is powerful on a couple of levels. One, in that it encourages them to start to think about the world beyond themselves. But it also highlights that that sometimes there's trouble. You know, it might be difficulties for a family. Um, I so often see people saying, well, I'm not someone who gets help. I'm someone who gives help. Wow. And the reality of life is that we're probably giving help at the same time that we're getting it. So it it breaks down that idea that perfect families never ask for help. So I I just have seen that enough in my work that it it has given me pause. For little kids, I might ask them, if you had $20 to give, where would you give it? What kind of things would you want to support? And little kids are great because things are really – black and white to them you know mm-hmm. all kids should be allowed to go to school and animals should be safe and you know they're great about that when you right. get yeah they're and and they'll bring up all sorts of ideas for tweens i might ask um what kind of charitable impact would have or what kind of a charity would have impact for kids your age and mm-hmm. can you do some research and find a charity that can do that. And then maybe for older kids, I might ask them to interview somebody. You know, can you find out where grandma has given to and why? And if somebody Mm -hmm. was going to interview you, what would you say is, you know, when you're her age that you'd given to? And also, lots of families are starting to encourage their children to set a little bit of a, aside from an allowance to be able to make a donation. Mm-hmm. And that can be really powerful. There's a, a woman I know who um, writes stories about children around the world who are having global impact. You know, children in her village who said, well, this other village halfway around the world needs a well and it's going to cost you know, $1,000. So they've decided it's not right that kids can't have fresh water. So these kids are going to give it to these kids. So they do all sorts of things. It's really powerful to see children saying, I will have an impact. And and often, too, it's, it's um, nickels and dimes and quarters at a time. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. huge checks all at once. So that's really wow. empowering for kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that's that's wonderful teaching and wonderful to just have the, you know, uh 20 minutes of of having um a thought, you know, of of really thinking yeah. about the impact that that they may make may change their life but the lives of many others as well. Yes. And seeing charitable giving as not something that takes away from them but makes them bigger people. Right. And you know that is the theme behind this uh behind the the little um children's book that I'm offering our listeners if they email me 
Um, it's uh, have you filled a bucket today? That's really the theme of that for children. So if there Wonderful. are people that um, that have children and want to have this discussion, um, certainly would love to uh, send you that book as well. It's a beautiful little book. I don't, are you familiar with it, Anne? No, I've heard of it from you, and I I think it sounds fantastic. I'm I'm, I'm going to send you a to copy. Get one I would love one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a copy. I I also remember hearing someone talk about um, making a planned gift, which I know you help your clients create, and and coming together and talking with the family about why they decided to give this gift. So, mm-hmm. you know, encouraging the young kids in the family, too, to be thinking about, wow, this is a legacy that someone in my family is going to leave. And again, it doesn't have to be huge. We we sometimes hear so much about multi-million dollar gifts. We think if we can't give that much, it doesn't matter. And that's absolutely not true. A hundred dollars mm-hmm. makes a difference in, in your estate. Yes, for yeah. sure. For sure, and and what's what's the right thing to do on a large scale is also the right thing to do on a, on a small scale, um, you know. With much of our financial planning, that's true. You know, the the yeah. right habit is still the right habit, regardless regardless of how many zeros are on the end of your, uh, or on the end of the numbers. I love that. That's great. So, Anne, you talked about um, the the person you were working with that was trying to figure out, uh, you know, a theme for giving for her business as well as, right. as personal. Uh, right. Is there a difference between the personal and the professional giving? There is for me. I don't know if there is for everyone. I often look at your personal giving is just that, absolutely personal. It It's just um, sparked by you and and what matters to the people in your lives uh, in your life. I think of um, professional giving, particularly for those folks who have their own businesses, as a way to demonstrate um, the values of your business. So for this mm. woman, she was health focused, and this and this charity is also health focused, and it's around mental health and and safety in the community. So it really made lots of sense for her. Um, When I spoke with someone else who years ago who said, Anne, I gave away $70,000 worth of service last year, and I didn't make $70,000. What what were you doing? And she said, I loved this. She said, well, all the fundraisers that came to talk to me were really nice people. (laughs) I said, well, (laughs) that's that's sort of the minimum requirement <laughs> that we're nice people, but you also want to look at um, giving that makes sense to your business. And she said, "Well, I can't, I can't imagine a, a charity like that. What, what would make sense?" And I said, "Well, uh, you know, it goes back to the questions. Tell me a little bit about your life." And she said, "Well, things were tough when I was young. No one was cruel, but we just didn't have a lot of money. So we talked." a little bit more, and then mentioned in her town there was a um, a, a children's aid organization. And as soon as I mentioned it, she teared up and said, you know, if I could help another family when they were going through tough times, that would mean the world to me. And I said, that's the charity you should be giving to. But also, that's the charity you can talk about for your business to say to your clients, 
because of you, um, I want to support people through their times, their difficult mm-hmm. times, and I've made a donation in your honor or to honor my clients. That really tells people what kind of person you are. And you may choose to give that personally as well, but that was a good fit for her business-wise. Right. Yeah. So, And also looking for businesses, if you have, say, you build children's playgrounds, well, supporting schools makes lots of sense for you because that's where your – that aligns with your business that you want kids to do well inside and outside of school. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it tells people that you really do believe in in the work that you do, and and I yeah. I never suggest that people give only to one charity. There are going to be lots of little things that come along, you know. I partial myself to the Girl Guide cookies. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. You know, there are lots mm-hmm. of things that that pop along, and and um, it's okay to have a a little bit of discretionary money to be able to give there. It, it, it's also nice to be able to say. I I do make a, a, a more substantial gift to things that are really relevant for my work or my life. Mhm. Mhm. Well, and just just to just to give a little more thought to it than than just giving because the phone rang. Sure, and a nice person yeah. was on the other end. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, I've been one of those people at times, but it's it's. That's when it comes back to listening and figuring out if it's if it's in alignment to what you believe in. Right. And there are fantastic charities. I mean, we're we're really lucky that there are just a wealth of opportunities to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, a I don't it's a nice problem for donors. That right. They can choose anything. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, can you tell us a little bit about some ideas? Um, what about giving to commemorate special moments? Um, Absolutely. Do you have some experience with that? I do. I, I remember talking to a friend years ago <clears throat> who uh, her her boss's boss was retiring, and uh, and they were trying to figure out what little thing to give her. It's really... Can, why don't you make a difference in her name? And they said, well, what could we possibly do? You know, they were thinking of giving her a bowl. or And this woman had a rich, full life. She had all the stuff she needed. And um, in this case, she had been um, a, a very, very, very well-known dietitian and had nurtured people across the country. And I said, why don't you give to her alma mater for a scholarship in her name mm, um, wow. for someone studying healthy eating. And and she said, really? I said, absolutely. The the university would be happy to set it up for you. They'll name it. Um, they can receive all the donations and give out receipts. And I'd met this woman maybe twice, and she called me after and said, oh, I burst into tears when it gave it to me. She said, how did you know? I said, well, it was just how you've spoken about students and how the the people who've worked with you have spoken about your skills. So it was mm-hmm. it was so particular just for her and thinking there are gifts that can be like that for anyone. You know, I um my mother's been very involved in um, our local hospice. So a couple of times we've given um my brothers and I have given donations to that organization because it it matters a lot to her. 
for sure. So just thinking about this is a special moment, is there something that really matters to that person? And sometimes it might be something they haven't thought of but would be really meaningful. So it's fun to sort of play and think about that, particularly for people who um, I think the phrase is live light on the earth, who don't want mm-hmm. a lot of things but they'd love to have an impact. That mm-hmm. can be really powerful for them. Yeah. Well, you're really giving us uh you're really giving us an I- idea of uh what what giving can what giving can really mean. It's time already for us to go to break again, Anne, and uh, okay. uh we'll talk more about this subject when we come back. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. This is Step Right with Lynn. Our guest is Anne McKay. Uh, We've been speaking about um, giving to commemorate special moments. I'd like to, it's really appropriate to mention one of the guests that we're going to have on the show um, in the next month or so. We haven't got a date uh, for her yet. Her name's Kathleen Wright, and she uh, she was getting married, and rather than spending a lot of money on a wedding, they had a potluck, and, and she's going to tell us about uh, what that meant, because um, as gifts, they asked for donations to, um, to charities that were important to them. So uh, that's another story that will be, um, that is along these lines. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, to talking with her about that too. So the idea of using uh, our giving to commemorate special moments, retirement, special birthdays, etc., um, I think is something that can really be worked into our lives to make things very exciting. Um, so Anne, t- tell us a bit about uh, charitable gifts and how that can be part of uh, estate planning as well. We've talked about um, you know, a bit about giving during our lives and making that important. Uh, what about the estate planning piece? Well, I think that's huge. And I think it's really important to have people on your team who are, are fluent in this kind of work, like you. Being able to talk to your financial planner or your lawyer or your accountant or insurance agent about I would like to make space in my plans for um, some charitable giving. That's huge because if your professional advisor doesn't ask you, you need to step forward. 
and uh, I I think it's really quite powerful. And I see people doing it at all stages of their lives. About um, and and I was always very thoughtful with donors that the first intention that they have in their estate is to take care of their families. That's mm-hmm. absolutely the way it should be. And then mm-hmm. often tax implications. And third charitable giving. And sometimes charitable giving can not only make a difference to an issue or um, a group that they care about, it can also have a really positive impact for their families. For example, um, you might leave money in your will to your church or house of faith, and the tax benefits to that will offset taxes of maybe giving the family cottage so that kids can keep the cottage because the taxes have been addressed. Mm -hmm. And we don't always think about that. I hear some folks say, well, the family might have been worried that money was leaving the estate. But actually, it it was able to help you keep things that mattered to you and your family. And mm-hmm. um, estate planning is great. Uh, um, it can be a gift that you leave later. It can be one that you plan for now. I made a, a gift of an insurance policy, and it was a really kind of a powerful experience to say. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was I talked to an insurance agent, and I was able to give a little bit a month for premiums, and I think now it's a $20,000 gift to this charity when I die. Yeah, if, and and thirty dollars a month. I mean, because uh, I thought I could never afford something like that, and he showed me how to do it. Yeah. Or it can be yeah. that you leave um, um, a percentage to a charity, and I think it's really important to talk to people like you, Lynn, around how to set that up. Um, what yeah. makes sense yeah. for a family? Because it's not the kind yeah. of thing I'm, I can talk to people about what the what the ultimate result will be, but they need their advisors to talk about the implications for their families and their well, yes, and, and, their and every situation is is so different that the the solution is different for every individual as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and I think when there's money left behind, there's also that uh, that opportunity, uh, even with smaller amounts, for you know the family may make decisions about what happens to that. Uh, ongoing as well, which can be yeah. a, a real part of the legacy. Yeah, and that's a good point about family carrying on. It's so important to talk to your family about what matters to you. When I had worked with a particular donor when she passed away, she left um, a very, very large gift to the community, and her family said, we have no idea where she's been giving so mm-hmm. I was able to sit down with them and say, okay, she gave this gift in honor of so-and-so because of this experience that your family had had. She gave this amount because to this charity because of this and this and this. So we were able to help um, make sure that the, the charities she'd given to in life were the ones that she stayed connected with in, um, after her passing. And uh, it made a huge difference to her family to know some of these gifts were given because of you folks because of yeah. how she felt about you. And and those were pretty tender discussions, but it would have been even more powerful if she'd had them mm-hmm. rather than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um so can you tell us one more time about the offer that you're making to our listeners sure. um and and how they can reach you as well if they want to sure. take you up on that offer of your Absolutely. time? Absolutely. 
anyone who is interested can um, submit their name for a draw for an hour of free time together just to to help chat and maybe figure out what um, issues are important to them. If people want to contact me, I'm at www.annemckayconsulting, that's A-N-N-E-M-A-C-K-A-Y consulting.org. That's terrific. Um, and uh, thank you, Anne, for being with us today uh, and encouraging us to really find the joy in our giving. I think that's uh, uh, it's been a, a, a great, um, a great, uh, great conversation today. A lot of Thank valuable you. advice there. It's been lots of fun, and I have to say, the the work that I've done in the communities has only been possible with professional advisors like you, who could help people see how they could make gifts themselves. So I think of the, us as partners. Wonderful. Um, as we're closing, I'd like to remind you to tune in next week when our guest will be Russell Scott from True Source Seminars. Uh, Russell is author of the book Awakening the Guru in You. He's a coach and workshop leader. The topic Russell and I will discuss will be making money your friend. Uh, remember, uh, we welcome your comments at Step Right with Lynn. Um, send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at StepRight, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T. And I'll send you a gift of the book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? And that's a book that you can share with some little person in your life that you would like to uh, begin this discussion about giving back to other people. Uh, this has been Lynn Wedham and Ann McKay on StepRight with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.